This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome back to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or you can visit us online at compass-ltd.com. And while you're at the website, why don't you scroll on down to the radio section of the page? You can check out past shows. You can subscribe to the program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We're always adding different streaming options as well. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting, or possible topics for future shows. As we age, it can often seem like our birthdays are just another day, which kind of makes sense when you think back to the momentous occasions like your 16th birthday, your 18th birthday, you you got your driver's license, you're old enough to vote, or maybe when you turn 21, you got to go out with drinks for your friends or your parents for the first time. But as a financial service professional, I encourage my clients to view turning 50 as one of their most important birthdays because that half century mark may be the ideal time to re-examine your current financial strategy to determine how likely it is to provide you with your preferred retirement lifestyle. Many financial service professionals also consider 50 to be an important year because if you are on a stable course toward retirement, you may still have time to adjust your financial strategy and move forward with better odds of achieving your retirement goals. I do want to take a pause for just a moment to introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who not all that long ago just celebrated his birthday. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't... I mean, at least in the last year. Yeah, March. So, yeah, it was (laughs) March. It was just a couple of months ago. Uh, But hey, any excuse for cake, that's my motto, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it sounds like you've got a good one for us today, Matt. I'm excited about this one. Um, I've had a pretty good week. How about you? What have you been up to over there, Matt? Oh, you know, I've been up to, I did some workshops for folks talking about taxes and retirement the last couple of weeks in the evening. Uh, I've been meeting with existing clients, new clients, been chasing my son around, watching him play baseball. Oh, fun. I've been... Uh, you know, on the week, I, I like being outside and doing stuff in the yard. So I've been turning my gardens. I've been milling some wood, which I love doing. I've got a Ooh, wood mill, you know. Nice. Yeah. I, I have a lot of outdoor hobbies for when I'm not in the office. And uh, we, oh, we milled the most beautiful tree last week. I got to tell you, it was just was a, a, a guy walnut? here in town. It was actually Norway maple, which historically oh. doesn't produce some of the most beautiful wood. But this tree, old tree, and it was like a ton of them that had all grown together anyway it turned out to be some of the most beautiful wood we've ever taken off of there. Really? The guy's going to make it's he's a builder. He's going to, it came out of his yard and he's going to in turn redo it and turn it into countertops in his kitchen. It's just really cool. Like beginning to end projects. So. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. My grandfather, uh, the grove uh, on the farm, uh, where he grew up, my dad grew up and I grew up, our house is right across the lane. He would, he uh, milled wood and um, uh, planed and milled the wood. Uh, he cut down the, some of the trees when they get older in his grove. 
and they were all black walnut. And I'll tell oh, you what, beautiful it is beautiful, beautiful wood. In yeah, fact, my wife nice. and I have a grandfather clock that he made for us out of black walnut, and it is gorgeous. Really? So, yeah, yeah. What an heirloom never, that is. Never forget that one. Yeah. So, um, but back to our topic today. Okay, fine. I'm intrigued by your comment. You said if you hit 50 and quite, you know, aren't where you need to be financially to achieve your retirement goals, you may still have time to adjust your strategy. And that's Mm -hmm. good to know because I think when it comes to our money, we can sometimes feel like, hey, if we miss a certain target date or that target date or reach a certain age, we're out of options. But I I have a feeling you're going to tell us that's not always the case. All the sound effects. You don't have the stay on target from Star Wars right there. I do. I stay you on said target. Stay twice, on target. That's all I could hear in my uh, head. <laughs> is the line. You're going to have to download that one for when we're talking yeah. about sticking to your plan. Wake up. I'm more <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same. No, no. No. Yeah. So listen, yes, there's definitely things you can do. There's an, and it's certainly going to be the goal, right? And a, there was an AARP article, uh, 10 retirement planning mistakes. People make at 50. Uh, I, let's not focus so much on the mistakes, but let's talk about the things you can do to make sure you don't make those mistakes. Uh, one does explain that you may want to plan to leave your job before the common retirement age of roughly 65. Now, not because you want to, but it might not be your choice. So there's a 2022 study by the Employee Benefits Research Institute. You might see it just abbreviated as EBRI in other places. It revealed 47% of people end up retiring sooner than they'd hoped. So the fact of the matter is, if you lose your job while you're in your 60s, it may be very hard to find a new one, especially one with the same salary and benefits. So when you're building a retirement strategy, it may be a really smart move to factor in the possibility of leaving your career sooner than you'd like to. Yeah, and that's and that's tough. You don't want to end up in that situation, right? Um, I think that's important, but you have to uh, plan for the you know hope for the best, plan for the worst, right? Mm-hmm. And if you build a contingency for a sooner than expected job loss into your financial strategy, that's going to help. And if let's say you never need that money, I'm sure you could help people if, utilize it in a different way as part of their retirement strategy, right? Oh yeah, there's great ways to. Uh, Heck, I'm not sure anybody ever, there's not too many times people are like, well, I just don't need that money, right? But, <laughs> right. <laughs> but you can reposition it to achieve different goals. Maybe you get to fund some, one of those things you, did, you didn't want because you're prepared for that eventuality. So yeah, absolutely hope for the best plan for the worst. Great point. And if you end up with some extra money, not a bad thing, right? Let's just keep that in the pocket. And turning 50, that might also be a good time to double check that your strategy is balanced, um, balanced for your needs. Uh, some people say you want to make sure it doesn't have too much risk. Other people say you want to make sure it doesn't have too little risk, right? So when people turn 50, they learn sometimes they're lagging a bit behind in terms of the retirement savings. And sometimes then they act hasty. They, they put their assets at too much risks in an effort to quickly catch up. Uh, sometime an excess of caution is just going to have a negative impact on your eventual retirement lifestyle because you aren't creating enough inside of your, inside of your assets. So, you know, listen, we always talk about this work with a financial services pro and work with, again, a fiduciary. If you 
I'd say first step is find your CFP, work with your planner, work with your advisor who's a fiduciary, and then get that financial strategy that balances your assets and goals. And that will be one of the best reasons you can have that team together. Retirement will be a wonderful adventure and we'll do it together. That, that, Tony. (laughs) And yet you don't have Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and I think it is important to take the emotion out of the equation so you can make decisions based on data and logic. And that's what working with a financial professional can do. Yeah, we want to take as much of that emotion out of the decision as possible where there's always going to be some left in there. Right. There's going to be something left in there. We whether we like to believe it or not, there's still going to be some emotion tied to our extremely logical and data-driven decisions. But as much of that as you can wither out of there, the better. Uh, That 50 thing, though, and the 50-plus catch-up provisions, that's a good option for those who are falling short of where they'd like their nest egg to be. So in 2023, if you're 50 and older, you can contribute an extra $1,000 to your IRA beyond the standard 6,500 cap. Uh, If you're self-employed and you're also 50 or older, maybe you have a simple IRA, you can kick in an additional $3,500 above the current $15,500 limit. Uh, If you have a 401k through your employer, this is a really good one. You can contribute an additional $7,500 beyond the 2023 limit of $22,500. So you can put $30,000 a year into it on that catch-up time. And when you're still working, you can establish a Roth IRA that currently has a $7,500 limit for people who are 50 or older. That makes sense. And I, anyone, you know, I think this is important for some people. It seems like catch up provisions are going to be a valuable option. Then what insight do you have into the role debt would play then into a financial strategy once Mm -hmm. someone turns 50? Good question. Good question. Um, I don't think it would shock most listeners that if a person turns 50 and is still carrying a large amount of debt, it would be a smart play to pay it down as quickly as possible. Yeah. Other than your mortgage. Once your other debts are paid off, then maybe you can focus on paying off your mortgage before you retire. But essentially, especially any of those variable rate things, get those out of the way, that high interest stuff. Uh, it, listen, if you're heading to retirement without any debt, it may position you to enjoy more adventures, better overall lifestyle. But if you do head into retirement with a manageable amount of debt, you may still be able to do the same. Oh, that's good to know. Debt is always, uh, you really want to get that paid down. You're right. And uh, jumping into retirement without any debt are going to make those, you know, vacations you're planning, you know, trips to Disney World with the grandkids seem Mm -hmm. all the sweeter. So why don't we take a moment to let our listeners know how they can get a plan in place? How can they get a hold of you to get that written financial plan in place? Okay, simple. Give us a call, 800-339-9252. You can find us online at compass-ltd.com. Or if it's the weekends, you can hike a trail and see if you find me in the woods. Flag me down and we can talk about it there. (laughs) Wow. You will be outdoors uh, having your own little adventure. I I love it. Well, during the show today, you've been telling us all about key financial steps uh, at certain ages. We've been talking about what you need to be doing once you turn 50. What do you have for us next? Uh, The next potentially beneficial piece of info from that article from the AARP 
is be thoughtful about taking on college debt. It's common for parents in their 50s to take on too much college debt because they didn't utilize a 529 account when they and their children were younger. Uh, some parents may use a home equity loan, maybe even a credit card source to, or, or and even other credit sources to pay the cost of their children's college education. That could potentially leave them with a significant amount of debt they won't be able to address before they reach their preferred retirement age. Listen, there's a lot of talk around college. Is it necessary? What are you going to get that degree for? Um, what schools should I, I have friends that are sending their kids to schools that are $70,000 a year and the kid has no idea why they want to go to college. Now, to me, that's not the best investment. Uh, but some of them can afford it. Some of them can afford it. Some of them can't. And those that are taking on massive amounts of debt just to send their name, their kid to a college with a particular name. I think that's a dangerous financial move. Uh, listen, there aren't any easy answers in this position for a lot of us in our college, our kids to college. It's one of our biggest ambitions. It used to be that was kind of the separator. Now it's the kind of what you're expected to do. Again, I think there's a lot of careers that don't require a four year college education, there's certainly, you know, you're not going to be able to come a, become a project engineer uh, and learn it at, at work, right? They're going to still send you to school to get certain degrees, but there's a lot of stuff you can do around that. But one thing you may want to consider, have your kids take out the loans in their own names. You can help them with their, with part of their monthly payments if necessary. Heck, you can help them by letting them stay at home another year or two and if their rates are too high on their loans, uh, you can, there's a lot of things you can do to keep college debt manageable, but getting in over your head's a dangerous move in your fifties and sixties on that one. Retirement costs money. Yes, it does. <laughs> and so does college. You know, I, I have three kids, two are already in college. Uh, one graduated from a four year school now is on to grad school. Uh, the other is in her second year of college, and my youngest is graduating high school and will attend college this fall. So three kids in college uh, means that I am poor, and yeah. so <laughs> <laughs> means that I need uh, I need money. So anyone listening, uh, send money. I'll give you my Patreon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need a Patreon account. <laughs> People need to. Yeah, my wife and I need to set up a Patreon account so our kids can go to college, but. Yeah, college is challenging, stressful, uh, even for the parents. Uh, but then again, you've got to work with a trusted financial professional, someone like, I don't know, just to pull a name out of the air, Matt Brunner. Uh, you could work with Matt and really help reduce some of that strategic and emotional burden. Yeah, I, and again, I, we've done a show on this before. If you go back in the archives, you might be able to find it. Who knows? It might not. It might be too long. We might have taken it down for compliance purposes at this point, but uh, well, I'm sure we'll do another one in the future. It's a show in and of itself. You know, the decisions you should make around it, some of the strategies. Should, if your kid's going to get a degree, listen, don't take on more debt in college than they're going to be able to pay, get paid in a year. That's a manageable amount of debt coming out of college. If the profession you are getting your degree in, it matches in a year's worth of salary what your debt is, you're going to be able to manage that. After that, you're looking at issues, so talk to your financial pro. Um, another thing around turning 50, ideal time to reassess your healthcare strategy. I don't mean what insurance products you have right now. That's something we can talk about in a minute, but I mean personal healthcare choices you need to make. 
I've needed to make some recently. I let COVID get the best of me. So my diet and exercise routine are getting tuned up at this point. Definitely was leaving a lot to be desired. Uh, you may still have time to make those positive changes before you retire. Trade that lunchtime pizza buffet. Don't get mad at me, Tony, for a fresh salad. <laughs> I know that seems like the worst. <laughs> no, worst that's good for you. They say but, eating a salad a day reduces the possibility of dementia of and um, Alzheimer's by twenty up to 20%. Yeah, I mean, you can get the you can get carbs that are healthy with some vitamins in it, but with you know that keep your glycemic index. We can go on and on. That's again probably its own show. Yeah, but making making healthier food decisions instead of an hour of streaming TV, how about an hour long walk? Huh. And if you don't have somebody to walk with, listen to a podcast or an audio book. If you're not walking in hey, a busy area, I know a area, fun podcast that is also educational and will help you save money. Yeah, you could bang out two or three of these in an hour. You know, you can catch up, you know, you can catch up on two or three weeks of this show in an hour. The financial um, compass. Yeah. And again, though, please don't do that with headphones in a busy area. You know, if you're walking on a tracker in the woods, that's one thing. But uh, And listen, these aren't just good for your waistline and overall health. They're good for your finances, both today and into your retirement, just having that better health. Yeah. Yeah. Health, health is important. And I think, you know, a lot of people view eating a little better or getting more exercise as a, as a way to stay physically healthier, but doing those things are also going to help people save money over time because healthcare costs are so expensive. Yeah. Remember if you ignore your health, it will go away. And uh, <laughs> yeah, <it> will go. <laughs> now I did mention health insurance. And that rhymes with pizza buffet. Oh, wait, no. Oh, I'm not you're a poet. You didn't even know it. Put my feet uh, to it. They're long fellows. <laughs> we got it in. We worked it into the show. <laughs> you, owe, you owe me 10 bucks. I All do. Right. All right. Uh, so health insurance products to spend a minute on those. If you're in good health and you turn 50, it may be easy to imagine that you'll be just as healthy when you turn 65 or 70, but that might be an unwise financial move. Ultimately, none of us knows what kind of shape our health will be in in a handful of years down the road. Most of us don't know what it's going to be tomorrow. But each passing birthday, it does change. Now, the odds of you reaching 95 once you turn 65 are higher, but getting to 65 is a different story altogether. So it's time to start looking at that strategy as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good. Now in terms of insurance products, what are some things that people need to focus on when they turn 50? Well, uh, this one, this one's kind of tough, but let's long-term care insurance may be the most important health insurance for someone turning 50. It's, it's so cost prohibitive for most people. And this may be kind of the last part of the road where it's affordable um, there are some hybrid products you can use, which might be a better fit for a majority of the people. I don't want to, I'm not going to recommend any one thing here, but let's, let's look at the numbers. Most older people will eventually need some kind of long-term care services during their retirement. And we've talked about this on previous shows. The long-term care services can be very costly. It's potentially so expensive that it takes a massive bite out of your savings very quickly. It's the make or break in most plans. Like most comprehensive financial plans will show what happens if you need on average five years of long-term care. Use that number because generally for like a uh, physical ailment, it's around three years. And for a mental uh, ailment, it could be around six plus years. So if you average it around five, you're planning for the 
you know, hoping for the best, planning for the worst. But uh, that that those five years can take well-funded retirements right down to the bare bones. So having some sort of long-term care insurance, some sort of hybrid product in there that might provide a degree of financial protection. Remember, as you grow older and begin to have health changes, if it becomes harder and harder to find regular long-term care insurance at a price that fits your budget. Uh, some of those hybrid things aren't the same, don't act the same way, but I still better off if you're in them earlier. If you purchase long-term care insurance when you're 50 and in good health, you might have avoided one of the largest retirement traps out there at a price that may allow you to maintain your retirement lifestyle. But I will say, uh, get ready for sticker shock when you sit down and talk to <laughs> your your uh, insurance pro about long straight long-term care insurance. There's fewer and fewer companies even offering the policies that used to exist out there. I highly recommend working not just with an insurance person, but your financial pro, your advisor, and your CFP to devise that life insurance strategy. Remember, it's one of those things. If you're going to die prematurely or unexpectedly, you don't want the people you love to manage financial challenges while they're still trying to come to terms with your passing. Well, yeah. I mean, long-term care insurance, uh, there are a lot of different strategies for that and uh, different possibilities than just straight long-term care insurance now. Mm -hmm. I know there are other types of insurance you can get life insurance with long-term care insurance provisions. Uh, you can get annuities with long-term care insurance provisions. And so insurance and life insurance may be really important for some of us, but wading through everything that's available out there and then making the right choice is going to be tricky. That is, again, why somebody should pick up the phone, give you a call, and I think you'll be better for it. Yeah, again, if you do your plan first, you understand what you're needing rather than being at the whim of a salesperson, right? So you're going looking for the things that are going to work best for you. Yeah. Uh, next, possibility of divorce. It's a bummer, but a lot of, you know, well, no good marriage ends in divorce, but a lot of marriages end in divorce, right? Uh, it's certainly not the most enjoyable s subject, but if you're 50 and happily married, maybe you might still need to entertain the possibility of an eventual divorce and plan accordingly. You know, how might it impact your retirement goals? Would a divorce make it hard to maintain your lifestyle or, you know, just on your savings alone? Again, I don't, you know, don't bake it in and make it a, and make it become a reality. But there's this, you know, phenomenon called the walkaway spouse. And it's some people think their lives are perfect. And the next day the people are packing up and walking out. So just knowing what that might look like, if you are not on a very full communication schedule with your spouse might be something you might want to consider in your overall plan. Yeah. Yeah. Another place where you want to plan for the hope for the best, but plan for the worst. So uh, what's another thing we need to look at? Update your key documents. Ah, yes. Uh, I've seen so many people make a potentially harmful mistake that by not doing so sometimes by doing so, but make sure you've gone through an enhanced planning process with your pro with your financial pro. And if you have your lawyer on the same team, you know, meet all together, be sure to update key documents immediately whenever the needs need arises, you know, in terms of your essential documents, be sure to clearly dictate who you want to take care of your kids. If they're still minors, if your kids are adults, spell out how you want your assets divided. 
You don't want an ex-spouse to receive something you'd rather a child receive just because you neglected to update your documents. Sometimes you can unintentionally disinherit your offspring if there is an ex involved. Yeah, true. Well, let's jump to our final segment and uh, talk a bit about uh, finances and things we need to be aware of when we turn 65. Well, good, because there's another AARP article, five things you know need to know about finances when turning 65. Let's see how many of these we can get to. Uh, 65 is a big year when it comes to retirement planning. I think this article does a good job. First thing you should be aware of, turning 65, it's not the full social security retirement age anymore. Even though retirement marketing can sometimes make it seem like it is, with Social Security, the full retirement age is 66 for those born between 43 and 54. And then it rises in two-month increments each year until it maxes out at age 67 for those born in 1967 or later. You can, however, begin claiming benefits when you turn 62. Your monthly payment will be smaller for the rest of your life depending on how long before your full retirement age that you file. If you feel you've made a mistake in filing for your Social Security benefits, you have only a year to reverse that decision and you have to pay all of the money back. So it makes sense to have that strategy spelled out long before you actually do it. Wow. God bless Social Security. <laughs> right. So uh, let's jump to Medicare. Okay. I know that's uh-huh. that's a biggie and, and a lot of people kind of plan their retirement around age 65 because of Medicare. Isn't that correct? Yes. So age 65 is when you can enroll in Medicare. If you enrolled in Social Security prior to turning 65 with that reduced benefit, you're automatically going to be enrolled in Medicare uh, program. But if you turn 65 before you enroll in Social Security, you must formally enroll in Medicare. There's penalties if you don't. You have a seven-month window to enroll, three months before you turn 65, your birthday month, and three months after that. You may enroll in Medicare on the Social Security website, even if you aren't ready to sign up for Social Security. Uh, Listen, I barely scratched the surface with regard to Medicare's rules and regulations. We have plenty of shows that go through a lot on Medicare. You can look back through that or give us a call if you have any questions about that. Uh, I'd highly recommend if you're not going to call us or talk to us about this, reach out to your pro, reach out to a pro in the area that can talk to you about it. Uh, They may be able to also help you enroll for both Medicare and Social Security. Yeah. See, that's that's huge. And so I think uh, Social Security and Medicare are two parts of the retirement strategy that you need to be fully knowledgeable about. So why not work with somebody like yourself? And we've done shows just on Medicare and shows just on Social Security, if you want to look those up. And we'll probably do a full show on Social Security coming up. We haven't done one in a while. Uh, So make sure you listen for that. But great show today, Matt. Uh, I I thought it went well. Is there anything else you want to add for our listeners before we go today? I'll just say once again, if you need help talking about any of these things, working your way through them, give us a call, 800-339-9252, or look us up online, compass-ltd.com. We meet with new people every day to help them put their plans in place, get these strategies figured out. It's definitely something we can help you with. We do it for people all over the country. So if you want to do it online, it's just as easy to do that. I know, you know, podcasts, they play anywhere. So it's not just like you listen to a radio show somewhere and uh, you can't, we can't meet for a cup of coffee around the corner. We can still meet on a computer. We can do what we can to help you out. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Matt. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of the Financial Compass with Matt Brunner. 
Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. A registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.